podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome, welcome everyone. How, how late are we? Nah, we're not late. I don't know why everyone's moaning minutes. in the chat. Yeah. Everyone's moaning in the chat like we're mad late, like always late and this and that. Come on. And they always yeah, know who delays us, Chris. It's yeah, exactly. You always person. have you. Always fucking have you. The yeah. They're in America. But uh, it is what it is. Um, it's the Transfer Carnage Show. It's the Transfer Carnage Show. And what a show we got lined up today, people. Um you know, you've got the biggest Liverpool ITK in the house. Well, I've managed to get the biggest fucking Man City ITK in the mm-hmm. building today or what. I've got big Steve from Man City. Listen, I'm telling you, Steve is a proper Man City fan. Now, what I mean by that <laughs> is, no, you know what I mean, you know, you know I'm going to go with this, Steve. Like, now, no, no, I'm serious. I'm not taking a piss. I'm serious. Why are you laughing? Nicky Weaver days. There must be a City fan from he, like King Clancy and all that. Yeah. Oh, well before that. Well before that. that. Like Division yeah. 3 or something. Colin Bell and all that. Colin Paul Bell. Lake and all these boys. 19, 1989. Me. 1989. So I didn't go and get some City fan that's just jumped on the bandwagon since the since the since the petrol dollars have come in. I've got someone from the archives. Like yeah. proper. Listen, Steve, always a fucking pleasure. Always an honour. How are you doing, pal? Great to be on, man. Good man, good man, good man. I've got um, the knowledge, the fountain of knowledge himself on with me. I feel calm today, Keith. I feel calm. No, yeah. no, you, you don't point at him. You see me. You see no, me. I'll you tell you why I feel calm. Because normally I've got just Avi with me, right? And he's supposed to be helping me with the comments and everything at the same time. And you know what I'm like? I yeah. always make a tits up of it, right? And I need a co-host. And he's the most useless co-host. Mm-hmm. But I know I've got you today. So I'm absolutely relaxed. We can concentrate on the football chat and get some insight into your amazing knowledge on players. What's happening? Good, good, pal. Thanks for having me. It's nice to be on Carnage. And you're right, it's great to have Steve on. We had Steve, we done a show run before, myself and Shawnee and proper Man City fan. And that's it's easy to have digs at Man City fans, you know, because with new money... And success comes a lot of bandwagon supporters. And yeah. I think you have to differentiate. It happens with Liverpool as well. I think you have to differentiate, you know, real fans um, that have been through the show. And uh, Steve is certainly one of them. So it's great. That, always great to have him on the show. Always a yes. And it's always, listen, <laughs> despite what I fucking say, it's always brilliant to have my man on, on the show. All the way from Sally, California. What's the weather like, son? It's, uh, it's been a little bit colder because it's about 30 degrees today, so it's a little bit colder. So um, yeah. It's a little bit colder, it's 32 degrees. It's and not warmer as it should be. And you're it's not deserty. Your, and, and you're wearing your Fonzie leather jacket on. Like the, I said, it's a, little bit, it's a little bit colder today, so it's a little bit nippy. Even though it's 30 degrees, it gets a little bit... Um, yeah, we don't... Slight we don't, breeze, slight breeze. We don't We don't feel jealous at all. No. We, we don't care. Do you know what I mean? We've got the good things over here. But... um. <sighs> But listen, we've got a lot to get through tonight. I think we're going to touch on, yeah, everyone's talking about the Saul Niguez and we're going to talk about everything else that's come up. But um, I thought it's only right and fair that we talk about and touch upon the Euros because I'm not going to lie, I was one of the ones that wasn't really, I wasn't really hyped up for the Euros. 
yeah, at the start because of the way it's formatted in different countries, some countries having more games sort of uh, to their advantage, like I think it was Spain in the early rounds in England. All four some, semi-finalists, I think, had all their group games at home. Yeah, Denmark, so England, Spain, and that England. kind of thing put me off. I thought it's one of those tournaments that's going to have an asterisk forever. Do you know, like when people tried to claim Liverpool, well, Steve's fucking one of the biggest, like I said, like Liverpool need an asterisk next to their title. Do you know what I mean? It's like Euros. I thought they're going to have an asterisk next to this title, whoever wins it. But it's turned into fucking one of the best tournaments ever. It's like proper mayhem. Like, it, no, like, all right, we discussed the quality levels, but in terms of excitement and comebacks and great games and moments, I think it's been fantastic. Steve, yesterday's game, what did you make of it? The whole tournament, I mean, I think I think we've got to put it into context and realise that it's been a tough year for a lot of people. Some people have had a, have had a great year. Some people have had a tough year. Some people have had tragic years, yeah? Mm-hmm. And I think with it being the, 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 the Euros, I think it's not as intense as, as, as club rivalry. So you, you're not as wound up like a spring and you're not as angry one week and up and down. You can sort of relax and enjoy it like a feast of football. I mean, I went to the Germany game and um, wow, man, I had so many goosebump moments and they were little things, not just in the stadium. There was a moment coming out of the stadium where the England fans were coming out, all jumping around, ballooning and going crazy like they do. And then I looked to the left and I seen the German section emptying out onto towards Wembley Way and I thought, my, my mind thought, here we go, this is this is going to end in tears, this. And the whole German contingent stopped at the top of Wembley Way and gave the England fans a round of applause and I just thought, wow. Years ago, everyone was scrapping, million percent, but that was just like a moment and I thought, that's nice, you know. People are just realising now that maybe... Maybe we just need to enjoy these moments instead of uh, taking them for granted. Do you know what I mean? But I think the nation's got a boost, definitely. I think um, Southgate surprised a few people because there was question marks yeah. tactically and maybe if he had the bottle. Uh, and listen, up to now, we can't really criticise him. I mean, um, he played really well last night. You know what I mean? We, we, we went a one, one goal down where we could have, this could have been the test where, you know, we could have thought, you know, he's going to drop drop our heads and stuff. He might mess it up with subs and that. He didn't. And look, we got the win and, and I'm taking it. I'm going to the final on Sunday. I'm made up. Um, you know, I've waited all my life for this. My dad's going with me. He's waited all his life for this. So I just think we just got to enjoy it, man. It's really not that deep. It's just one of them things. Get the nation behind the team. Not enough people in this country for me are proud. There's too many people look at look at you if you're proud as and try and turn you into something else. But look, I'm proud. I don't care. I'm proud of my country. I'm proud of what Gareth Southgate and the team's done. I'm proud of Raheem Sterling, who I thought last night was absolutely outstanding. And he's not at the best form for Man City this year. You know? Yeah, you've talked about that. We've me yeah. and you often talk about that. That you know, there's a lot of criticism in terms of making the difference in the big games. Like, do you know what I mean? He he does a lot of. He does a lot of great work in a lot of games for City where you think, save it for the big games kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? In the crucial moments. Just he's, get, yeah, he's come up trumps. You just get a couple of different types of Sterling. When he's when he's off the boil, which he was a lot of the season, he takes too many touches. He, 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 he shoots when he should pass. He passes when he should shoot. And things don't go right for him and his confidence levels are low and he just doesn't seem there. And then you look at him in this tournament, he's obviously been 
faith. Gareth's kept faith in him. He kept him in the side every game. He's got that head of momentum up. Last night, two minutes to go. He's getting that ball and he's running direct right at them. He's going through gaps. I've never seen him go gaps through. He's putting himself about. And um, he just looks like a player that's in absolute confidence yeah. for me. Segway into that uh, Sterling chat. Avi, do you want to take this first um, super chat and then and yeah. give us your opinion on that? On must, things, must be a City fan as well. Um, Blue Moon M14. Thank you. Honesty is boys. Yeah. Uh, please put respect on Sterling's name, player of the tournament by far, but papers only put disparities on his name. It's coming home. Um, and just on that as well, I think Sterling has been brilliant. I think he probably had a little bit of a point to prove because his, his tournaments that he has played in for England, I think, remember. 2014 in Brazil, there's all this hype, you know, little, you know, a kid at the time, I think he was what, 18, um, coming into this scene, you know, um, he hasn't got going in tournaments, but this tournament, he's made it his own pretty much for England. Um, England's mainstay, brilliant. He's been very intellectual with the ball. Um, he will still have that odd shot where he balloons it over like yesterday, but he's been um, really good. And the England team, it was brilliant. It was a great test because they went one down and you thought, okay, let's yeah. see. He's the massive acid test. Can Southgate, um, has he learned something from the Croatia game? Are they going to panic and start going gun ho? No, but they didn't have any panic. They they calmed themselves down. They went a little bit um, forward when they needed to, but they didn't panic. And that's the that, that's the signs of potentially a great team. And you know they will have they want to fancy themselves against um, the Italians on Sunday. Just just before we move on, um, Steve, do you want to touch on what Norman saying? Yeah, Sterling was strongly linked to be leaving City at the end of the yeah. season. Also linked with a deal involving Kane, but predominantly his place has been given for England. What, I, what, what, what's your thoughts on that? In terms of would you would you put him in any potential deal if you was to go for someone like Kane? And who's the other one you're linked with? The striker, like Grealish, for example. Yeah, and Haaland and stuff. But I, I said at the end of the season, listen, he's a great player. And he's a fantastic player and he's not done anything wrong. And he's not he's not one of these at City where I'd say, you know, um, we can't sell him. What I said on the Big Six show was, we need a striker now, yeah? We're blessed with with, with wide players. Ferran Torres, Mares, you know what I mean? We've got Foden, oh. who's come, you know what I mean? So at the end of the day, I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, with, with Foden coming in now and taking Sterling's place on the left, could we sell Sterling for 80 million? and bring in a striker, because we need a striker. You can't let Sergio Aguero leave and not replace him. I know we're going to be here with a false nine, but that won't work forever. People get onto that, you know what I mean? We need our, we've, we've just lost a 20-goal-a-season striker. We need a 20-goal-a-season striker. So I was saying at the end of the season, for me, Sterling, if we get good money for him, let him go. If you can offer him in a deal, deal with Kane, let him go. But that's saying that, but I'm not being funny. No one's going to want to go Spurs. You know I was about I mean? to say that. Why would yeah, Sterling want to go to Spurs? You know, they don't, don't have a washer. I don't. I do think there's a contract standstill at the minute. Um, I spoke to my guy over there last night. He'd had a few ales and he just said... That's the best to time to catch them. Yeah, he <laughs> said, well, he nearly let a few things slip last night, but he, he went, I've got to go and put the phone down. I think he was going to end up telling me what was going on there, but he didn't. <laughs> and he basically said um, that... Uh, they need to sort Sterling's contract out. So I think he's a well-liked lad around there. And I think, you know, I think I was suffering from Champions League uh, anger at the end of the big six when I said, oh, get rid of him because, you know, nobody really wanted him to play that game. He weren't playing well. But look, he's proved it. You know, confidence is everything. And and, and um, if he stays, you know, he's part of the boys and he'll always will be. If we decide to offload him and replace and get a striker with a the money, then, you know, I'll be happy either way. 
Just before we, we, we got into some of the topics and the players, um, I'm not going to ask you for Euros Roundup, Keith. I'm going to ask you for what you specialise in, and that's the Copa America side of things. Uh, me as well, I've been up uh, early hours of, of some nights, mm. and I think it's been fantastic as well. Um, no crowds has killed it. Because I think it had the potential to be just as mad as as the Euros, some of the games. Um, it's it's the dream final this Sunday, uh, Saturday. Beg your pardon. How can I get that wrong? Because we're Sunday, we're scheduled to do a we're scheduled to do a, a watch along. We we plug that at the end. Um, the dream final, Keith. What do you think? How's it looking? Um, look, before I just touching on the Euros, Grace. You know, look, I'm not an England fan, so. You know, I'm not as enthusiastic as you three lads would be and many in the chat, you know, and that's fair enough. You know, it's it's something that it's um, a long time waiting for a chance and you'll never have a better chance of winning a tournament than this. Uh, and in 20 years time, nobody will remember, you know, that they, they weren't great in their early games, England or... You know, Southgate it was probably a bit too safe in game. No one remembers any of that. Um, it'll all just be about when you win and, and so on. Now... I, I'm not a huge fan of, of um, sort of the Euros. I'm a big fan of South American football. And you touched on it there, Grizz, about the no crowds. I think the crowds is hugely helping the Euros. I think the quality hasn't been great in the Euros. I think the top teams are suffering maybe a little bit of burnout and the let's say the weaker teams are a bit more close to them and that's why we're getting closer games and comebacks and loads of goals and things like that. And it's brilliant. And the crowd helps. Steve said he was at the England match and it, to be at a match is just amazing at this stage. Mm. And I think that's half of the half of the enjoyment, I think, with the Euros. I think just seeing crowds and hearing and a proper atmosphere that's not piped in. Whereas the Copa doesn't have that, but the quality in the Copa is much higher than it is in the Euros. And that's, you know... I, someone put the comment up about Sterling being the player of the tournament. I don't think he's been great, but I think he's he was good last night, but he's getting goals. And similar to what I said there, if Sterling finishes the Euros with five goals, no one's going to remember that. I said he was poor against... Uh, I can't even remember who he was playing. The first game was... Who was the first game he scored against? Croatia. Uh, Croatia. I thought he was poor, and I thought he was poor against Scotland. But he gets the goals in the games, and that's all that matters. I don't think he's been a real standout player in the Euros. I think some teams have been good, but not really, you know, any attacking uh, superstars have stood up. The Copa has Messi, right? And I don't care what anyone says. I just want Messi to win this Euro, or this Copa, to get that silly monkey off his back that Ronaldo was somehow better because he won the Euros. Messi yeah. hasn't done it in a in a major tournament. Messi is a he's the top goals um goal what's it called goals and assists what do you call when you combine them contribution goal contributions in knockouts in international tournaments ever he's top he overtook Ronaldo he's three ahead of him that's the Brazilian Ronaldo not Cristiano Ronaldo he's gone ahead of him in goal contributions in knockout tournaments people say Messi doesn't turn up Messi always turns up but then somehow a, a team might let him down. Now, Argentina this time have an excellent goalkeeper and that's always been their Achilles heel for me. Emi Martinez, I think is brilliant. Oh, I think he had an excellent season for Aston Villa and I think yeah. that's the difference this time for Argentina. Now, Brazil haven't lost a competitive game in the Maracanã since the 1950 World Cup final. It's, you know, it, it's lucky nearly there's no crowd there. I hope it's a strong ref. I hope Messi wins it. 
but it's going to be a brilliant final. And to have Brazil and Argentina and England and Italy, you know what I mean? You look at the standard of them, the Euros and the the, the Copa final, that's some big names. Yeah. I think it's going to be a weekend of excellent football, to be honest, because I'm looking forward to the Euros final as well. Um, but I'm more interested in the Copa and I cannot wait. And I'm just hoping that Messi does it. For it's, do you know what it reminds me of? It's the thing that Messi gets beaten with, you know, it's, oh, he never won an international tournament. And it's that other, stage, yeah. and it's that other shit then about, oh, well, he's only ever done it at Barcelona. Which, you know, so you're trying to tell me if Messi had gone to PSG, for example, and won three league titles in France, is that going to change his legacy? Is that going to make him any better or worse? Of course it's not. Ronaldo went to Juventus, who were after winning eight league titles in a row or something like that, and, and won league titles. I don't think it matters, you know. But to win the Copa would be big, because Maradona never won the Copa. Maradona, the best he done was a tour place finish. Pelé oh, never really? won the Copa. It's, Pelé it's never just- won the Copa. It's Messi's fourth final as well. You forget. Yeah, Messi's got three runners up. The best Pele done was one runner up. He only got to one cup of final. So you know, it's it's not like the cup is an easy tournament. It's it's a difficult tournament. Yeah. I think it's the most difficult tournament. But it'll just be nice if he can get over the line. If he, it's no given. You know, it's Brazil at home. They're a good team, but I think they've started to look a bit shakier as the tournament has gone on. I think they started off like a house on fire, and I don't think they've been as good. A bit more solid, maybe mm. than spectacular. Whereas I think Argentina are starting to look. They're starting to cook a bit as it's going on. Well, just to add to the, I mean, you've you've given it amazing build up there. I think everyone's going to tune in to the watch along now. I just wanted to, oh, yeah. brilliant time to plug our watch along. We've got the magnificent Keith uh, and uh, the the not no no magnificent Avi as well. Sorry, um, and me. We're going to be doing a watch along on Saturday, no Sunday morning, so late Saturday yeah. night. Yeah. What time, Avi? Remind uh, UK. We're going to plug it for about 12.30, 12.40. We'll plug it for 12.30. 12 so, so that's 12.30 UK time, 12.30 AM, people. Yeah. Make sure you're tuning in. Um, me and Avi done a watch along. Look, it wasn't brilliant, but come on. It's the fun. It's the taking. That's why we have to get Keith in. That's why we have yeah, to get Yeah, so we, we need to get a bit more professional, so we're going to bring in Keith in. Otherwise, me and, me and Avi started talking about all sorts food, of like food, food and, and lasagnas and, and, and all yeah, all sorts of foods and what. But just quickly touch upon the Euros and the Copa, Steve. Give me your prediction for the final: England, Italy. Um, tell me what your heart says. I know. Tell me what your head says. Might be the same as your heart. Yeah, I'm the same. Head and heart. England one 0 One 0 Yeah. Tight yeah. game. Yeah, that's tight it. game. Real tight game. Um, mm. I just think there'll be a moment of brilliance in it from one of them and. Uh, be That's what hit. I've been saying about this England team. That's what I've been saying from the start. Um, I've said everyone's moaning about the Southgate style and the, and this pragmatism and everything. But with the one th- key thing in this England team, or squad, I should say, is the amount of match winners he's got in there. Yeah, Ready to change the game, 65th minute, 70th minute, if things are not going well. If they take the lead, they remind me of like the old Italian teams like if England take the lead, it's game over, as far as I'm concerned. In most yeah. games I've watched. Then they showed a different side, as Avi says, went behind. Avi actually texted me and he said, whoa, hello. Because you, you think to yourself, they've gone behind. This is a big match pressure situation. Can they turn it around? And they did. But you all credit to them. Uh, Avi, prediction for the Europa, Euro, uh, European League, uh, European Championship, sorry. I was about to say, Europa. the real there, when you're yeah. the European final. But, um, no, look, it's Italy have been unlucky. Um, Euro 2000 when Trezeguet scored the winner in the Golden Goal rule for France, and then Spain absolutely annihilated him in 2012. 
It's it's written because I think Viali and Mancini they played for Sampdoria United too at Wembley as well when they lost to Cummins uh, Barcelona oh, with that free kick. Wow. So there's a script there and obviously the script of Southgate. We know you know some the pain of '96 missing on that um, missing the penalty. I it's a hard one. It really is a hard one. I want you know what I want England to do it. You know my family's still back home. My friends and family are gonna be all watching it together. So I want England to do it. I just think that. There's something there with Mancini's Italy. I think they might just nick it. I'm going to go with a 2-1 Italy, unfortunately. But I will be rooting for, obviously, England. Keith, you can give me a prediction on Euros if you want to, but I wanted your Copa America insight, really. Um, I think England will win 1-0. And the Copa... Cup it, I'm going for Argentina because I'm going with my head really? on the England one. I'm going with my head on the Euros, but my heart on the Cup. So I think everyone's going with RG's Chris. Really? I'm I, think, I think everyone wants Messi to win it. Yeah, I think so. I no, think that's everyone... different. Wanting Messi to win it, but this Brazil team on their own patch. No, that Argentinian midfield is rugged. That midfield three, it might not be fancy, but Depaul, Paredes and Los Oso, they they click together well. I think Scaloni Guido Rodriguez is coming yeah. as well and has done he's been very solid for them as well. I think there's a lot of options there. I think Scaloni's done done well with that Argentina team, but I think he's got a lot of options. A lot of experience I spoke about before. I mean, Argentina have played games where Aguero, Messi, Di Maria and Papu Gomez have played, and they're all thirty three, every one of them thirty three, you know, that's that they're front four but then he throws it up, he throws Lotaro Martinez and Nico Gonzalez and there. I think yeah. there's a load of a load of options. I just think Argentina have the have the craft and the goal this time to to get past them. No worries. I'll get all your apologies after the game. I think mm-hmm. Brazil going to win that. Uh, I think they'll win it two one. Um, I think. I think. I think any defense that's got Otamendi in it still needs a miracle. Yeah, that's that's the thing. It needs a miracle to win with Otamendi. I mean, credit to Man City when they won with Otamendi, but they couldn't get wait to. Otamendi's one of them defenders. The, the season we won the league, um, one of the seasons there, we had some games late on in the year. It was cold. It was raining. Teams were putting it on us long ball. Otamendi's what you need in them games, let me tell you. He throws his face in it and all that. And people have this myth about, oh, he makes mistakes. He doesn't make that many mistakes. What he does do is he's a last gasp challenge man, yeah? And he will put a challenge in in the 93rd minute on the edge of the box and give away a free kick. And then if it costs you a goal, you know, that's that's Otamendi. But for me, Otamendi, um, he does a job. And there's a reason he plays. He played at Man City for so long. And there's a reason he's still playing at Argentina because he does add something to the team. And, and if I'm in the trenches in a game where I need a bit of bollocks about me, I'd rather have Otamendi with me, you know what I mean, to be fair. Very similar to Dejan Lovren. For I Liverpool was just going to say, you know, he's, yeah. he, he's a good player. Say. But he's at the scene of a few crimes and everyone has him down <laughs> yeah. as a, a disaster and a calamity. And Otamendi is very, very similar to that. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But listen, enough of these tournaments that have taken up our summer. Right? Good riddance. Get rid of these after Sunday. All we're bloody interested in is transfers. Transfers, yeah. transfers. Get them in. Why is there no fucking big transfers happening? What's going on at all of our clubs? Well, Liverpool and Man City tonight. Um... Steve, why haven't you bought Aguero yet? Uh, no, replacement for Aguero. Why haven't you brought in Grealish and, and Kane? Think, and what's going on at your club? I think it's difficult because the, the, the top players 
uh, who we are going to be looking at are away on tournaments. Um, I think there's a lot of logistical problems with getting players into countries with amber lights, green lights, yeah. medicals. You're trusting people abroad to do medicals who are not your own men, things like that. And, and I just think it, it'll all click into gear after this. Uh, these uh, restrictions are lifted. I think you'll see a few private jets on the move, a few shady deals getting over the line. Um, Steve, just, does your club, Steve, does your fan base do plane tracking? Because our ones, yeah, some on period, yeah, that, that, that seriously, <laughs> people need to get the hard drives checked, mate. <laughs> it? man, it's a lot of shit going on in the world, man. Sack it, man. Stop tracking planes. Oh, it's God. great, you know. It is what it is. I just think um, the big boy transfers. It'll take one big boy transfer. To, to get over the line and it's the domino effect then, isn't it? Somebody then go and get the money and buy him and then they leaves a gap there. So he goes and buys him and then I think it'll all go into place. But uh, it's a strange one, but I think it's one of the most important transfer windows in modern football. I think yeah. Barcelona are in a really terrible state. Oh, Real Madrid are in a terrible state. state. I think Man City have got to replace a striker. So we need someone. I think Liverpool need to freshen it up. United have done early business with Sancho. I think you've got the likes of Arsenal, Tottenham, Everton, teams like that who are going to try and get their 10 pence worth. So I think we're all going to be fighting uh, for a lot of potential targets and it could get a bit messy out there. It's a great point, Steve. Sorry, Grizz. It is a great point because, you know, you don't have Real and Barca at the forefront and Steve is going to be shopping in a different sort of pool to some of us, you know. But um, there's a summer here where, let's say, Alright, we know City are going for Kane and Grealish, but if City were to go with Haaland, you don't have a Real or Barca to tackle it in that one. Do you know what I mean? You nearly have your pick of the elite this summer. I know Real will probably find money from somewhere, but you know, City don't spend. People have this myth that City spend break, you know, transfer records all over the place. They spend ridiculous amounts on players. But it's always sort of a lot of 50, 60 million pound players. And it's going to be a step away from that this summer, isn't it, Steve? It's going to be a, it's going to be Grealish and Kane and probably 250 for the two of them. We're going to blow it's a big change. Now because mm. if Paris Saint-Germain are doing it, yeah, Mbappe, Neymar, um, you know, if they're doing it, we're going to do it. And, and if we, and the thing is, the difference is what people need to understand. We lost Vincent Kompany, yeah? We had to replace him. You've lost a player of 10 years. You had to replace him. Pablo Zabaleta, Joe Hart, Yaya Torre, David Silva, Sergio Aguero, all gone, yeah? That's a, that's that's like people take a piss and say, oh, they're all your legends. Well, they are. So how do you replace legends? You've got to spend money in today's market. We've been very well. We, we you know, we, we made good money on Leroy Sane. We bought Sterling at the time. They ripped us apart, but it's proved a good buy. We've bought Diaz now proved good. Laporte's proved good. Kyle Walker is slated 50 million for a right back. I tell you what, Kyle Walker's one of the best about. Do you know what I mean? We've had to, we've had to play with no left back because Mendy's been been a casualty case. Um, so that's a position I'm looking at. But, you know, yes, yeah, City's not done that, but I think they will do. I think they, they're building it up now. I think they're going to do it. I think they're just going to blow. We need a refresh now for the for the main position. So the fans ain't going to accept Danny Ings. You're not, you're not getting rid of Aguero and buying Ings, that ain't happening. So, Caldoun said in his interview at the end of the season that big things was going to happen. So, now the fan base is on tender hooks now waiting for this big thing. So, if they pull Danny Ings out, it's going to be a civil war at City, I think. <laughs> well, I can see Danny Ings going there, but as well as someone else, you know. Yeah, I think, I, think, I think so, yeah. 
And this, someone just made a great point about with FFP. FFP, it's being relaxed for a reason because the big boys have lost the they've lost the race now. They're too far behind. The the, the, the model that they're running off can't can, doesn't live up to that FFP. The turnover alone can't sustain it. You know what I mean? The losses that they're doing, it's not it's not viable. So the UEFA will change it to suit. You know what I mean? That's what's going to happen. And Barcelona, Real Madrid. They said that Barcelona's not even registered Aguero, Memphis yeah. Depay, Garcia, anything. Yeah, they they're begging City to come and take Messi, but Messi won't go because Aguero's there now. Avi, yeah. I was going to say, if 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 like the rumours are to be believed and uh, City are after Kane or Grealish, I, I'd say it's very... You can't rule nothing out when it comes to City and whatnot, but I'd say it's very unrealistic they get both. From a Liverpool fan point of view, who would we rather they get? Uh, Kane or Grealish? What a brilliant question. I must great say. Question, great it's question. a great question. From a Liverpool fan point of view. I think they need a Kane. I think it's obvious that they need a Kane. I think Grealish... I hope you listen in. to the question. I hope you listen you didn't to listen question. to the question. I know you didn't. I know you didn't. I know you didn't listen to the question. Well, Keith, I mean, you know this. That's you why I'm so happy that you me. They would want, right? From a, for, from a Liverpool fan. Would you rather this one? If oh, they would I'd rather sign Kane. No, I, I'll, I'll stand by that. I'd rather the, I would sign Grealish over Kane any day. For where we are, we need a Grealish. I, I, Kane, he can, what, he's 28 yeah. now, right? He can go to City. There's no guarantees that he, he works in that system. Hazus hasn't been great, and Hazus came with this great reputation of, you know, you know, the next here to Aguero hasn't worked out for him. So I don't know why we're under this assumption. Yes, his goal-scoring record for Spurs is different, but under a Pep, the system will be a lot different to what he's used to at Spurs. Yes, they might create more chances, but sometimes necessarily that doesn't work out either. So, no, I would always take, uh, for me, I would want Grealish over Kane. And that could be me going on a madness one, yeah. I, I wouldn't want Kane for our system. So let, me, so let, me assess this, let me assess your answer. Correct me if I'm wrong. Because yeah. I'm a little bit confused. I don't know about you two, Stephen. So no, you'd you you'd rather you'd rather Grealish go there than Kane, or you'd rather no. Kane go there? I'd rather Kane go there. Kane, oh, you, you oh okay. From yeah, yeah, yeah. you don't think that's problematic? You don't think it would elevate them to another level? You think Grealish would be more, um, yeah, the greater signing, the better signing? I think so. Yeah, I think so. If Man City point of view, no, I, I. I think, um, no, I think if we get Kane, I think, and if we get Kane and Pep, Pep strips his game down and says, look, you don't have to come wandering into midfield for the ball like you do. We've got, we've got those players, yeah. We, we want you, you've got all the, the, the magicians behind you that you can possibly want. If Kevin De Bruyne can put that ball wherever you want that ball, yeah? People at players at Tottenham, and they're good players, but they're not that kind of player, yeah? And uh, I think Kane bags loads. And I think with Grealish, I think with Grealish, it would be absolutely outstanding for us. But I think he would have to change his game to suit us in the fact that he's always on his ass, you know, and he wins you free kicks up the pitch. And now that's great for Aston Villa to get you up the pitch. But Manchester City flow. They're like yeah. a wave. They flow. So if all of a sudden you get a wave and all of a sudden it stops and you've got to start again, you know what City's like? It goes back to the keeper. Back. You could end up, I mean, in the 70s, Man City signed Rodney Marsh, Yeah. They were top of the league. They signed Rodney Marsh. He was the same. Great flair player. My dad said to me, look, we were, we're attacking in waves. We signed him and he was on his ass all the time. And, 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 and we lost the title. Now, I'm not saying Grealish would lose us the title. He's fantastic. But I just think there'd be a lot more work to do to squeeze Grealish in that side 
than they would Kane. Aguero's gone. Kane, you're straight in. Grealish, is he going to replace De Bruyne? No. Are we going to have to move people around to suit him? Yeah. Would he end up playing wide? Maybe. So, I don't know. I think Kane's the one for me. Uh, Grealish won't have it all his own way, I don't think. Kito, you get the final casting vote. Um, well, as a Liverpool fan, I hope they sign Kane. Steve, would obviously his injury worries, does that concern you as paying 100 plus million for a 28-year-old whose ankles are made out of Kinder Buenos? And would you rather have looked at, let's say, in uh, Erling Haaland? I mean, oh, Haaland's Alfie Haaland's a, a city legend, you know, and a, a his son that fits in. Are you surprised they're not going from, or is it down to the fact that they're what Dortmund won't sell Sancho? I, I think I think they are going for him. I think this Kane stuff could all be nonsense. City are famous for that. They're putting it out to certain media outlets. They want certain players. And then, bang, they pull someone out there. Yeah. All last summer, Koulibaly, Napoli, oh, he's flying in, he's this, that, and the other. Bang, signed Ruben Diaz. Nobody even knew even anything yeah. about it. The season, a couple of seasons before that, oh, uh, they're after such and such a player. Bang, uh, Bernardo Silva signed. So, listen, I think Haaland's made for us. I know yeah. his dad's got connections there. And for me, if Manchester City are going to invest £100 million, the model we use is going to be in a player we're going to get nine, ten years plus, or we're going to get a sell-on value, not somebody that's going to get a quick fix and we have to replace again in two, three years. Yeah, that's what I think. I think it's thrown, not thrown money away, but if the, I think, uh, have you mentioned Jesus there, and they invested heavily in Jesus, not he, he was a young guy when he came over, but if it doesn't work out, you can move these lads on, and but you get Harry Kane, and it's an investment that I don't think they need to make, I don't think City need to spend that money on a player like Kane, when if you do it for a Haaland, you're setting yourself up for a decade. You know what I mean? And I just, to I'm me, saying. it just makes too much sense. And well, did you see? We've signed it. We've signed a Brazilian kid, that Kai Kai, from um, Fluminense. Yeah. And uh, obviously, we've signed Matinho as well from from there. But we, I've just heard we've signed Matinho, but then we're now selling him to Troyes, which is our other club that we own. Yeah. And then uh, I think there's another Brazilian kid, the Magno. Is it Teles Magno? Young yeah. kid from Brazil, oh, he's yeah. he, he signed him. So he's a city group player now. Yeah. So these players are going to these clubs, but the, the, they've got great potential. That Kai Kai for, for 12 million is nothing. The senior, the same. And we actually signed Diego Rosa from Gremio for 25 million mm. last year. That went under the radar. He's now on loan at Lomo, who we own in the second division. 25 million we paid for this Brazilian kid. So City are tapping into that Brazilian market now and we're putting them in the City feeder clubs all over the world. Um, and, you know, who's to say Kai Kai won't be ready in, in, in 18 months to be to be that, that Brazilian guy, you know what I mean? He, he looks promising. True. Yeah, it's a good good market to be tapping. I just had a question. Steve, if you had an option between, I think, Chris is on mute. Um, sorry, no, I was just going to say, I was going to say, look, you all make brilliant points about... Kai Kai's and Haaland's and, and 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 all these kind of players, but I think Chris makes the best point. I think Divock would suit City to the oh ground. Like, if you want to, uh, go on, go on. Look, you know I'm good at these political games where I play to your heartstrings, Steve. If you could like, give us about 50, 50 million for Divock Origi, I'd be your best mate, pal. Honestly, for life. No, you can Steve, can I ask you a question, Steve? If you had an option of getting either Kylian Mbappe for hundred million or a Kane for hundred million, who are you picking? Mbappe. Mbappe, what kind of question is that? Like, no, I, just, I, I tried to ask the question. I tried to ask the question. Just a lot of it for me. You know, Kane's a great player, and and, and you know he's he, he would score goals, but 
I just think the City model, we don't get dragged into it. People say, oh, Man United, we got my way, Man United, and we got Harry Kane. Nice one. How's that worked out for you? You know what I mean? We've signed Fred. Great. Oh, well, Alexis Sanchez chose come Man United because we give him another £150,000 a week. Yeah. How did that work out for him? Yeah. City get dragged into that. You know what I mean? Yeah, they've got the money. But you look at Manchester City as a club, we're investing money into the training ground, the women's team, the youth team, the stadium, the setup, the whole thing. City football groups, we've got we've got teams in India, China, uh, Uruguay, all over the world. We're investing in this big Manchester City umbrella and we're putting money into a club. There's a difference. Them across the road are taking money out of a club. The roof's leaking, there's racks on the pitch, there's fucking <laughs> told the, the Desperado team. You know what I mean? And they don't like the truth. Chris knows it on the big six. I get some shit. But listen, I'm telling you the truth. The Manchester United, I used to... don't even have security either. Yeah. Fire away, Steve. Fire away, mate. I used to see was a fortress. I used to look up at that fortress and think that is an impregnable fortress from top to bottom. It's run with an iron fist in Alex Ferguson. And now it's a shell. It's a shithole. The club's on its ass, And there's only one team in Manchester now that's on the up. And it's the blue side. And if they can't, they're not man enough to look in the mirror and take it. Do you know what I mean? They just did a protest. Green and gold ran on the pitch. Got the game abandoned against Liverpool. They signed Sancho. They're all in the shop getting Sancho on the back of the shirt. Yeah. That's how crazy that lot are, man. What's going Absolutely. on? Brilliant. Absolutely. Brilliant. That's Man United man over anyway. So just leave the hate in the chat. That's all right. We'll <laughs> later on. Listen, we're getting hate and saying I'm not letting Avi talk. So, look, Avi, we're going to come to uh, to Liverpool links now. And Before uh, we and go they... to Avi on the Liverpool links, and I just say something? Mm-hmm. On the, 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 the picture on the show was a bit misleading. I think a lot of people thought Liverpool were linked with Grealish and were getting excited. I think we can categorically say oh, no, Liverpool no, yeah. are not being linked with Jack Grealish. Oh, yeah, 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 exactly. The Grealish, the Grealish picture, that was my idea, actually. Yeah. Gav asked me what picture I'd have, and I said Grealish, because I that genuinely was... think, I genuinely think they probably get Grealish, you know. Oh, yeah. I think Kane, yeah, I think Kane's, um, uh, as, as Steve says, they're not looking to, to spend that kind of money on a Harry Kane, but Grealish is a possible game changer. Well, I think he's not, not they don't really need a game changer. I think if Silva's supposed to be leaving like he is, uh, the Bernardo Silva, then I think Grealish is just like a ready-made replacement. Or even even if Mares wants to go elsewhere, Grealish walks into that team. Um, mm-hmm. But loads of people in the chat asking, well, first of all, loads of people in the chat that haven't liked this video, like, like, why not? I don't get it. Like, why haven't you liked the stream? Like, there's over 600 in here. That's mad. You lot are mad. Uh, for a Thursday night, big up to all of you lot. Um, just give us a like. If you haven't subscribed, give us a subscribe. I'm telling you, this uh, this this summer's going to be madness, and we've only just started. Avi, talking about madness, we've been linked with today, it seems like it's really kicked off today. Um, Saul Niguez. Atletico Madrid, central midfielder. Um, first and foremost, give us your thoughts on the player, what you think of him, his qualities. Talk to me, Bo. I think he's a good player. I think uh, he's another one that seems to have stagnated in the last 18 months at Atletico Madrid. Um, I think that's just the way that Simeone sort of sets him up. Very rigid, very structurally sort of in tune with mm. what he demands. So he's been sort of like literally really structured the last 18 months and some people will say you know his figures ain't been great I think he only started 22 games last season as well and came on um, 
on the bench 11. So he played at 33 games altogether last season. I think he's a very cultured um, player. Very, um, he's, he's a bit of a nasty one in the tackle. I think he's a good player. He can drive the ball forward. Um, Hardworking. Uh, he was, you know, he, he's just won the championship with Atletico Madrid last season. It, it, it would be a brilliant signing, but I think, I think what it is like it was Renato Sanchez, Sanchez uh, a couple of days ago. We've heard of Usamawa, we've heard of the Basumas, um talks of Florian Neuhaus. I think what it is. Top clubs are willing to. Top clubs are willing to sell the best players. I think that's what it is. This summer, you're going to see a lot of players who you wouldn't usually find available. Available. It's like Arsenal. There's rumors that, and there's concrete rumors that they're looking um, for offers for Emil Smith Rowe, who had a fantastic sort of not fantastic, but like a little good breakout season last season for Arsenal. And now with this talk of Aston Villa coming in for it, you know Pedri, and I know Keith um, is adamant that Pedri probably will sign. He will probably. You know, there's more chance of him signing a contract at Barca, but there's murmurs coming out that look, if a 60 million euro offer comes in for Pedri, they will entertain it because they're 220. They have to. They've de- yeah, they've had a deficit of 220 uh, million on wages alone. So you're seeing a lot of um, a merry-go-round. I think you're going to see it more. You know, in Milan, even though they've sold Hakimi for 63 million euros, there's talk that they still need to balance the books. So that comes in a way of maybe a bit for Barella, Brozovic. Um, Skriniar. So there's players out there who you wouldn't think are available for their clubs, but their clubs are willing to listen to serious, serious offers. So yeah, if Saul, if what's the ballpark figure for Saul? He's signed a contract. I think Keith would know. Did he? He signed a nine, a, a nine very unique, de- yeah, a very yeah, unique contract. Nine-year deal uh, in 2017, I think. Yeah, which is very I'm unique. Signed a nine-year contract. You know, which, I, I know it's a thirty boy, but. To be honest, there's a lot of rumours about the the wages that he's on and, and some people are saying he's on 300k a week. I don't know if that's true. I read a report that he was on a hundred, I think we sent it to you, where he's about 115,000 sterling. Um, because United were looking at him last year and we're hoping to get him for 200 grand a week. If he signed a nine year deal in 2017, he's only 22 at the time. Um, I'd find it unlike. You never know. Football's a bit mad, like, but to give doesn't make sense. Uh, I think they improve it every two years, though. I think it's a yeah, there'll game. be a salary, but like, I, I don't know if, what the f- exact figures are going to be, you know. And it's it's a mad one, like, Saul is, I, I think he's excellent. And this this link has come out of nowhere, and geez, I'd be very excited if we could get this one done because something Atletico were in new trouble. People think Barca and Real are just in 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 the shits over in Spain. Well, Atletico are going to be there as well because Atletico built the stadium. Atletico, Simeone's the highest paid manager in the world by a bleeding mile, you know. So they have a lot of money invested there, and they've signed up uh, Rodrigo de Paul um, from uh, Udinese to go in there, and this could be the. You know, if they bring in the Paul and give them, I don't, let's throw a figure of a hundred grand on wages, and they get sell off the books for three hundred grand till whatever it is, till fifty. Well, that's why they'll have to do it because clubs are going to be in trouble. You know, there's yeah. you don't want to be picking the the carcasses of clubs, but sometimes you have to. You know what I mean? Like Pedri getting mentioned there for sixty million. Jesus, if you could get Pedri for sixty million, you'd do it like a lie. Barca are in trouble because that, as you said there, Avi, they have a two hundred million. They have to cut two hundred million off their bleeding wage bill. That's without even to register Aguero, to and register the boys they've already signed. Yeah. I don't know I how just, they got into know, this mess. 
Well, mentioned... I do know because they give 800 grand a week to Antoine Griezmann. They give 400 grand a week to Frankie de Jong. Dutch player, Serginho Dest. Serginho Dest's on over 100k a week. He was on 12 yeah. grand a week at Ajax or something. We got Luis Suarez from Ajax. We paid him 28,000 or something a week was what he got off us. Dutch players, Dutch league, do not play, pay big wages. Yeah, Frankie de Jong walks in on 400 bags a week. Like, what's going on That's there? Right. That is a yeah, badly, badly run team. It's a disgracefully run team. The Bartomeu should be jailed for his role in what has happened to Barcelona. And it's also in the, a thing of people want fan ownership. Barcelona are in a lot of fucking trouble with fan ownership now as well. So it's not exactly the grass always greener. Barca are the club that are in serious, serious trouble. And they've got it. Messi this, who gets a million a week. This, and you have this, to pay him again. This show, um, Barca bashing and United bashing, you can't get enough. Love it so far. Keep it up, boys. <laughs> Just got see. Before this, you missed another one before no, this. No, I read it. I read it. Uh, it's from the, uh, my brother from Norway. And the drink that he suggested, do I know it? I know it very well. And that's my favorite drink. Um, we call it Skanjvi. I think I pronounced it wrong, as usual. But listen, yeah. hey, that's the fun part. Listen, we've got another super chat from Philip Hunt. Philippe or Philippe? Philippe. Philippe? Yeah, that's oh, right. Uh, he says, big up the crew. Big Steve, do you think City win the Champions League next, day, next season due to the poor state of European clubs like the aforementioned Barca and Real Madrid? Well, listen, we're going to be in the mix, aren't we? Now, we've got, we got to the final this year. You know, we got that that over that little hurdle we didn't win it but I'm sure that's the aim now I think we're back um, come back stronger this year and try and win it I mean Real Madrid and Barca have not really been at the races for a good number of years I mean Madrid mm. was then and but they've really declined now um, it's like you say it's PSG it's Chelsea you know Liverpool going to be back up there so um, oh, yeah, oh, yeah I expect us to be in the mix man um, that was a super chat I'm so sorry Motti um, it did slip my mind, but you know, Avi came in handy. Well done, Avi. More donations to Sienna. That was the most crucial part of that super chat. Um, Keith will touch upon on, on that near the end, but thank you very much for your donation. Um, so yeah, look, Keith, didn't get your opinion actually on the player because I know you're a fan. I know you're a fan from your message, uh, WhatsApp. You never privately WhatsApp message me mm-hmm. unless you're really excited. Milton. Yeah. Yeah. So you, 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 you said, uh, Chris, is there anything in this legitimately? And I said to you, there is. Um, it's just a small matter of his wage demands need to be halved, yeah. basically. Uh, let's say uh, his love of Liverpool, his his love of like his hero being Steven Gerrard, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Let's say he does come to Liverpool. Um, where where do you see him? How do you see him fitting in our team and as a structure as a player? Well, um, Steve will know more than, you know, Liverpool maybe. Liverpool fans always seem to think, you know, oh, we don't buy this player because he won't get into the team. You have to have a squad and you have to have players that can come in and out. I think Sol Niguez, I think he's brilliant. Like, And people mentioned about his numbers not being there. Koke doesn't get numbers and I'd fucking... I'd give him a jockey back to Liverpool as well, to be honest. I think just because a player doesn't put up big numbers, we can be blinded to their actual ability. Saul is such a good player with the ball. I would love to have him at Liverpool. Have you touched on other guys that were linked, you know? And they're good players. Renato Sanchez, uh, Florian Neuhaus, all these guys are good, good players. But give me Saul over any of them because okay. he is a, he is a, He's a, a level above, in my opinion. He is a level above all these other guys. And... 
the I haven't seen much like I said this came out of blue sort of to me and I don't know why other clubs aren't looking at him that's the thing I don't know why other clubs aren't looking at him I heard something that he's the same agent as Canate um, I don't know if that's true and it might be something along the lines that uh, he had a kidney issue had a kidney issue he got absolutely lemoned in the Champions League game but yeah uh, that Greek fella that we were looking at signing years ago uh, Papadopoulos remember oh, him oh, oh, yeah, he yeah, Big huge head. fucker. Yeah, Crazy. I think yeah. he absolutely creamed him and he had a problem. Yeah, he was in a bad way for a couple of years in the sense he, he didn't miss time, I don't think, but he was pissing blood and all this stuff. But that was that was a few years ago, 2015, I think that was. So I think between 15 and 17, he was having a few issues. But he's only missed, I sent this to Griselle, he's only missed 17 games in eight years. Um, So, you know. He's a player that you know has got a level above him as well. Like if yeah. he went to like a Liverpool, you know that he will reach another level that he is currently. And you got to remember, under Diego Simeone, it is literally instructions that you play to his tune, and that's what makes his teams very solid and very hard to beat. And sometimes yeah. the flair players like Koke. Yeah, I would take Koke tomorrow. I know Grizz is not a big fan of Koke, but he takes the game along. Oh, he's he's a very hard-working player. And people will say, oh, Koke for a midfield, he doesn't score enough, he doesn't assist enough. But sometimes you just need cogs in your machine to make it a beautiful sort of football team. It works. Like you, Sometimes you don't need, you know, every every position doesn't need to be a superstar. I mean, this great Spanish team has had one Capa de Villa at Euro yeah. 20, 2008. Who was he as a left-back? But you just need yeah. certain players who make that, you know, that team solid. And, Sal Nugues, you know that he's got another um, step in him. You you know that he can go and, ele- and get elevated to another level. And working with Klopp, you just think that he could become like an all-round explosive player for us, 100%. But do you know what, Avi? You touched on something there and it's... Diego Simeone is an intense man. Do you know what I mean? And I'd say playing for Cholo is absolute fucking nightmare for a player as well. For a midfield player, you're literally sacrificing for the team and your Klopp is the same Guardiola is the same as well it's 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 all intense it's all heavy going but literally you know Atletico it's all run 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 creativity not that it's stifled but it's you know it's run force tackle and do the, do the hard yards and I love that in a player and I think it's something that that could go into a Klopp team but you see other players at Atletico they've brought in Lorente from Real Madrid and he's going in there, he's done well, they're bringing in the Paul, you know, they've other players that'll go in there, so maybe it's just a chance opportunity that a player of his ability is available and for some reason Liverpool are the name being mentioned. Now, I do hope it's not a smokescreen, but we'll just have to wait and see. It's, it's, you know, you touched upon sort of the work rates uh, these managers ask of their midfielders. Um, so I'd say Simeone and Klopp are more similar in what they ask from their midfielders as opposed to what um, Pep, Pep requires. He has a slightly different approach. Um, would Saul fit into a Man City team, Steve? I know we talked off air and, and you mentioned something about, you know, you think he's, he's, he's regressed a bit. And I think it's, it's fair comment. But from what you know, the player, decent. Do you think he'd be a good yeah, fit? He's a steady player. I mean, we was linked with him a couple of weeks ago. He come, something come out saying they wanted oh, to was swap, yeah, okay. swap Bernardo Silva for him. And it just okay. disappeared off the face of the earth. I don't yeah. think um, I don't think he, we, he's on our radar. I don't think he would play for us, really. He is a steady player. I'm just wondering what kind of money's being talked about. You're talking about 45 million, 50 million euros. euros. 
Right. I mean, it depends on Liverpool's budget, but when you're talking about uh, Sanchez, um, I like Sanchez. I do. I like him. I think he's got a bit of, bit about him, bit of energy about him and that. Um, mm. But with Saul, I don't know. He's just always flattered to deceive. He's always been that, you know, he's always, I think there's always more to come. You can do him. more to come from him. Just on yeah. that crest of becoming... Really, it's not one way you instantly think, yeah, let's go and grab him. He's more of like, yeah, yeah, he could do a job. And then you start thinking where you'd play him and that. Um, but I don't know. Is it... I, it is it is it Atletico trying to offload? So because he's been linked to City, he's been linked to Liverpool. You don't know if they're putting it out there trying to get him out there. But I mean, Liverpool, as far as Liverpool go for me, um, obviously Wijnaldum's a bit a big loss. But you need to get someone in there. These, we've said it on the big six. For me, the Liverpool, the, the players below the first team. There's a lot of them that aren't good enough for me. Where if you're fighting on all fronts, I mean, with City, when we, 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 we fight, we're the only team that gets judged on a quadruple. If we don't win the quadruple, we shit. So it's like you know, we, we, but we've got the squad who are who are, who are quality to, to compete on four levels at the same time. What I'm saying is, with Liverpool, your Shakiris and Oxley, Chamberlain, and, and, and Origi and people like that, they just need to be replaced by steady, you know, players for me, and then and you build your squad up. I mean, City's done it. Pretty well, you know. They go always yeah. say the bench, but like you say, it's a squad game. You know, if you're playing a car a Carabao Cup game on a Wednesday, and then you've got a league game at a weekend, and a Champions League on a Wednesday, you've got a, you've got to have a decent squad to go with all, all comps. Mark gives us a super chat. Appreciate it, bro. Thank you. And he says, "So lads, this is this Renato Sanchez stuff. Just talk on concrete, Avi." Um, I'll I'll give my opinion on whether it's talk or concrete on the two players, but just. I wanted your opinion on on because a lot of people are saying, like Steve said, if the if it came down to Sanchez or or, or Saul, who are you going for, and why? Grizz, you know I've watched Renato Sanchez for a long time now. For, when he was at when when he's been at Lille um, under the stewardship of Christoph uh, Gauthier, he's been he's had a really good season. He does pick up niggling injuries, but I think that's something that you can sort of. Combat, I think you can combat that with the right medical team. I know we don't have that at the moment with the club, but there's talks of Jose Luis coming back. Um, but I would take Sanchez. I really think that there's some explosiveness in him. And I think Klopp at 23, taking this kid, he could literally take him to the next step. Like, literally, like, I don't think he would need time to bed in either. I think he knows what he's going to get with the Renato Sanchez. And it won't be one of those, like, a bit of Fabinho, it took him two, three months. I think you can bed him in and go go on straight off the off. I think Sanchez, would, I, I would personally, it's a hard one. I love Niguez, but I, I've been being up this trumpet for, uh, trumpet for a long time. I'll take Sanchez um, if if we were. Um, if I, know, I know, Keith, you mentioned the, the magnificent record of him appearing without injury. Appearing without injury. Yeah. Sal brings one <laughs> thing we lack since Ginny left minutes. Yeah. He's never injured. Yeah. 40 million is a bargain. I know you you really like that aspect of, of Sal Niguez as well, right? Yeah, I, I, I think if you're going for the two of them, I, tip, I pick Sal every day of the week. But I think Sanchez is a great player. And I think Sanchez, people forget, like, he was a wonder kid at Benfica. This guy was absolutely a sensational player. And he got a move too quick. He was too young going to Bayern Munich. It was the wrong move for him. And he yeah. probably developed by going there, but his career didn't develop. And he was stuck in a team that was, you know, was it Pep? Was Pep the manager there at the time? And Angelotti had come in. And they, they were in transition themselves at the time. Yeah. Right? 
But there was big guys, there was big names in there. It wasn't like there was a route really to regular force team football for him. And he ends up at Swansea and that was a disaster. And it wasn't down to him that it was a disaster. I think Swansea were, you know, in flux at that stage and, and people judge him on his time at Swansea. And it's a bit unfair. I think he's a really, really good player. I think he's an excellent player. But I pick Saul because I think the injury thing, I don't know if I'd be as concerned but I would probably rather go for the one that's never injured. Now, player can do a can of and drop a bottle of aftershave on his foot tomorrow and fuck okay. himself up. You know what I mean? That can happen. But I think a steady player like Saul, that's the ready-made. I think he's ready-made to, to take us up a level. I think, you know, you wouldn't lose Anton of Genie by bringing in Saul, whereas I think Renato would be more of a project. He's doing as well your team. Yeah. So, Another brace. Yeah. That, that's why yeah, I, I see why Keith's thing. He's he's got a very intellectual, uh, like a very intelligent brain as also, and the club loves that in players. He loves smart yeah. football. Curtis Jones in the chat. What's happening, bro? Um, <laughs> nice for Curtis Jones to pop in the chat. We get all the Liverpool players in the chat. South, South for me won uh, a title, and has the mentality needed through winning that which is needed in the team next year. Well, Renato Sanchez has just won the title as well. So, but you know, I, I know what he means in terms of that yeah. because. Any any midfielder that's played under a, a Simeone team, in my opinion, would sell into a clock midfield far quicker. That's just my opinion. But look, in terms of in terms of which one's more likely, um, there's far more chance. And I'm not saying we're signing sold tomorrow, people, before this gets clipped. I've got to talk quickly because they can't clip it. No, they can't. no, if you talk quickly, Keith, I've worked it out. If you say things really quickly. And, and do the disclaimer. They can't clip it. They can't sit, get the bit where you actually said something. So there's far more chance of Saul than Sanchez. But, um, you know, let's see how that pans out. Uh, I think Brad Sanchez... Cousins makes a good point, Chris, before you move on. Like he said it a few times in there. Mm -hmm. Saul's a left-footed player and we don't have many of them. Uh, you know, and yeah. to get that sort of left-footed midfielder, I think, is always a nice little, uh, little addition to the team. But sorry, go ahead. No, cool. I just wanted to say a lot of people are saying, oh, midfielders, midfielders. But, and I think Steve touched upon it as well. The, the one area that we're screaming out for sort of strength in depth is um, attack. So we know we've got probably three of the best attackers, you know, when they're on form in Europe. But underneath that, there's a big difference. Well, we got oh. Jotter in. Mm. Yeah, we got Jotter in. But I've taken out Bobby, you see, Keith. Uh -huh. Yeah, I'm putting them back but, in, Riz. Yeah. I'm putting them back in. <laughs> so, so, look, underneath there, that's where we need our strength for the depth. Yeah. And so the Marlon, uh, have I said it right, Avi, before you tell me off? I don't know, because I got scrutinised last week. But yeah, I stick with Malin, Daniel Malin. Oh, if if we got any um, Dutch-speaking people... Have a go. No, Let's Keith won't, Marlon. no. Keith, we'll Marlon. Keith will say in a Steve, Irish what accent. do you reckon? Marlon or Malin? I'd probably say Malin. All right. Well, if you've got any, um, if you've got any Dutch-speaking people in the chat, correct us like how it's. But I'm going for Marlin. Stephen Dawn is going with Marlin, and Stephen is based in the Netherlands. And Herschel and Fortuna there you go. I win. Up your Swiss is all of you. Um, but yeah, look, um, we we touched upon the interest in Daniel Marlin. I did bring it up a few weeks ago, uh, but today. You look when Grizz brings it up, everyone just you know what I mean you laughing and you think, Oh, shut up, Grizz. Do you know what I mean? But today someone very, very close to PSV, um, a journalist known uh by the name of Rick Elfrink. Um the great Rick Elfrink. 
That's the one. The great Rick Elfrink. Um, he's actually uh, very close uh, to PSV in terms of, uh, you know, the local journalist there. You could say he's the he's our, he's their Paul Joyce, so to speak. And he's um, he's actually claiming that um, Liverpool and Dortmund are very much interested in in Daniel Marlin. Um, again, we've touched upon his on his abilities before, um, Avi. Uh, are you a Daniel Marlin fan? Um, now that the, the link seems to be secure, uh, it's not only Twitter spoofers saying it, it's actually, there's another journalist, I can't remember who, uh, who said it today, if someone knows in the chat um, who who said um, the Daniel Marlin link, please help me out. Two reliable journalists have come out and said that we are very much interested in Daniel Marlin now. Um, thoughts, Savvy? He does, Chris, he just reminds me of Brian Babel. He does early on. Um, he's got the very similar characteristics for me. Um, when Babel first came through, I think Babel was in a under-21 Euro Championships, absolutely tore it up with um, Royce and Drenthe. Um, mm. No, not this season, no, I'm sorry. I, if it was last season, yeah, I would take a chance on Daniel Malin. But Man. I just think we Marlon, need some... Marlon, 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 yourself. Apologies, Keith. Um, I just think we need someone ready-made. I don't want someone that will take time. I think Marlon will take time. I don't think he's ready to st- push the front four. Um, and I include John in that, Bobby and Mani and Salah. I think he would take time adjusting. We need someone concrete. You know what my thoughts are. Um, you know who I want. There is only one guy. Um, I don't care if people think it's a dream or I'm being unrealistic. It is for me, Kylian Mbappe. I would want Vlahovic though. If we, if uh, Mbappe is totally a pipeline dream, then Vlahovic is my next um, target. I think he's so different to the three that we have, the four that we have currently. I think he's very, very direct. He's got a deceptive pace. Um, he's got, a, again, a wand of a left foot. He would be my choice. Um, and then you can look at the likes of the... Man. I don't know. Wand is not the right way of describing... Uh, he's got a good Vlahovic. left foot now, Chris. He's got... It's, it's not a wand, oh. though, Avi. There's a, there's a way of describing feet. He'd like, not surprised. actually describing feet, but you know what I mean, lads. Like... I'm not into describing feet here, but I'm. I'm like, you know, help oh, he's, me got the, he's got a bit of thunder in his left foot. He's got a bit of thunder in his left foot. How's yeah, that? he's that got bad? a beast of a left foot. He's like he's got a strike on him. He's like Wand is like the old David Silva. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Or someone like that, like Georgie Hadji had a wand. You know, like Vlaovic is six foot six and he's got like he's all thunder. Six, six three. Yeah, well, give and take a couple of inches. Uh, <laughs> Keith, what's 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 a what's couple a of inches? inches I say. <laughs> If, if Marlon, if a deal for Marlon can be done for what 20, 25 million, if that's the figures that are going about, then yeah, like you take a chance. But it's again taking a chance. Whereas, obviously, you know the dream. He's you're getting someone ready made. You know you're guaranteed twenty five plus goals. Mm. Um, you don't, you know that he doesn't need you know up until October November to get used to the new system. You know he can come in and actually just like you know from game one against Norwich, you can just put him in there. Marlon, I think would take time. I really think it would take time. And you got to remember Dutch players. Last Dutch player to make make it a success in the Premiership, Van Nistelrooy, was it? You know, we've tried the Kesmans and there's been loads of players who've come in. Um, the last striker that I can think of is um, Van Nistelrooy, a long time ago. Van Persie. Yeah, Van Persie. Yeah, Van Persie. Yeah, good shot. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna touch upon this comment in a minute. Uh, just wanted to get uh, uh, Keith's final thoughts on this. I always give you a choice, and because I, I like your. Um, I like you having the casting vote. So look, it's, it's clear Avi's not a Marlon fan as such. 
But but so Keith, if it was Vlaovic, and I'm going to add someone else, Jeremy Doku, or Marlon, and we and we 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 can only afford, you know, one of them. Who's your choice out of the three? Um, and I know they're different players. Before everyone starts, yeah, like, they're, they're totally different, different players. players but they you are know. all different players, but. You know, so I don't think we need somebody that has to come in and be a starter in the team. That's, I think we have enough players there, but it's it's the depth that we don't have. And if you were to ask, Docu was more raw than than Marlon, in my opinion. I would go Marlon over Docu, but I'd probably go Vlovic over over the two of them. That's who mm. I'd go with Lavic over the two of them. Um, I just think... You need a target man, yeah? Divock Origi, a new Divock. Do you know what I mean? And that's it. I'm saying that tongue-in-cheek, but Divock Origi, six foot two, six foot three. He's supposedly quick over the ground. He's just got no killer instinct. He's, he's got the killer instinct of a blade and dolphin. Do you know what I mean? The fella is not a shark, and that's what I think we, we could do it. So I would happily replace, you know, Divock's... Role in the squad and give that to a, a Dusan Vlavic if if it was me picking and you could just get one of them. Interesting, interesting. All right, well, listen. I hope we've covered most bases. What we do normally is is um, is uh, Steve. We ask uh, the other teams if they could choose one player from this Liverpool team. One player. We normally say three, but we're running out of time. If you could choose one player to uh, to that you could get from us, um, who would it be, Steve? Um, one player, Virgil. I know, I know, we've got about seven that you'd like, but just one. <laughs> oh, I, I, I admire a lot of Liverpool players. I've said it on the Big Six a few times. You know that that City and Liverpool are different level when they're when they're purring, no one's catching them, yeah. and the battles have been great. Um, but Virgil for me, I just think. Mm. He's massive, and 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 could you imagine Virgil Van Dijk and Ruben Diaz? I said, <laughs> oh, that's so cool. That, just that for me, big Virg. Yeah, yeah, I'd take him. I like yeah. Salah. I do like Mo, but Virgil for me. Yeah, I actually think Salah. Salah would score. I'd say Salah would score like Messi. T- Messi number of goals in that City team. I honestly do. He's got the killer instinct. He's, he's amazing. But yeah, now Virgil, I think that makes total sense. Um, uh, where's this super chat? What, what's this one saying? For Siena, brilliant. Thank you. Talk about Mo's contract, Grizz. Um, Mo's contract is is up in the air. Very much like. Uh, Raheem Sterling's at City, um, but I think Mo will be offered a contract um, in the coming months. Um, I, you know, we are, none of us know actually if Mo will agree to that contract because I get the feeling it won't be exactly what he f- expected in terms of pay rise. Um, but it's a, it's a new contract and it will be up to Mo. So how we know at the moment, Mo is putting a lot of pressure on Liverpool, saying I'm happy here. If Liverpool give me the new contract. That's all I want. I, want, I don't want to go anywhere. I don't think Liverpool are in a position to give him the contract that he wants, but it will be a good contract, an improved contract. And fingers crossed, Mo's here. Mo's here for a, for, for a long time because, you know, we need Mo. Mo's, Mo's going to, we've, we've said it before, Mo's going to go down as one of the best attackers the Premier League's ever seen. You know, we're going to realise that when he's gone. We're not feeling it now. We're not seeing it now. So, um, but we'll... Um, We'll see how that goes. Just want to, before we finish up, uh, Keith, let you uh, 
touch upon our, on the Sienna appeal and see how that's going and how people can contribute. Yeah, um, we we launched it there. The people that watch the show will be familiar with the the um, the Sienna Step story. It's it's about a young three year old girl. She has um, diaplegic cerebral palsy and and she needs treatment in America to to help her walk properly. Um, that treatment and all other stuff will cost about 120,000 euro and there's a there's a GoFundMe going for Sienna at the moment and it's going well and, and there's people are doing that bit and we're trying to do bits and pieces to help out as well on the day trippers all our merchandise we have a Sienna range of merchandise all profits go to Sienna we done for the month of June any merchandise for anything on the website that went was all going to Sienna any super chats going to Sienna um, we do try and do as much as we can but, but um, Gav and the lads have come up with an initiative of selling out Anfield in aid of Siena. So um they've they've done those fifty-three thousand odd seats in Anfield and we're looking to sell fifty-three eight thousand tickets for the to fill a virtual Anfield and we're looking to sell them for one euro each. Uh, the details are on the website and it's just a small little um you know we're not looking for people to 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 give boy 100 seats do you know what i mean if 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 everyone that subscribes to us everyone that follows us on twitter everyone that's art that likes the shows and all that but one ticket you know we'll go a long way to helping this girl and that's just what we you know she's only three years old and we're hoping that you know come the time she's at school age she'll be able to walk through the doors of school that's what we're hoping for and it's something we're going to push and push as, as much as we can on the show and yeah the lads came up with the idea of selling a virtual um selling out anfield um just to be clear people don't get to go to anfield by paying a euro a ticket there's no match involved this is just a virtual uh tickets but it's for a very good cause. So look, if you can support the support to go to the website, there's a section on Sienna, lfcdt.com. Uh, There'll be a section with Sienna's details on that. It's, um, it's a good cause. And look, it's, it's not just about Liverpool, other fans, other clubs get involved. You know, it's, it's, it's to help a three year old girl. It's, it's not about football. It's not about the LFC day trippers. It's not about Liverpool. It's about helping a little girl that, that, that deserves a chance. And look, there's a lot of people out there deserve a chance and people, money isn't exactly flush for people. So that's why we said one euro, one ticket. If anyone can help, and even spreading the word is helping. Do you know what I mean? Even spreading Absolutely. the word. So it's as important just to get it out there, and we'll try and spread it as far and wide as we can and get it to as many people as we can. And, you know, that's well, all. Nice one, brother. I'll just add to it quick that uh, I own a clothing company, Terry's Cult. It's the Terry's football brand. And, um, Grace, I'll give you 100, 100 euros. I'll transfer it to you, and um, you can give it to the link. Sam Bobbins at that. So I'll do that for, uh, for that. Sorry. Top the man, legend, Steve. The, Top legend, man. the legend that is Steve uh, shows us why he is the legend that he is. Listen, it's been a great show. Well said, Keith. It's been a brilliant show, I think. We've gone through a lot. Time's flown past. Uh, anything else, Avi, that you may want to add? No, um, just echoing uh, Keith's words on the Siena movement. Um, great stuff, um, Steve, to um, contribute to. Um, Copa America, so I'm going to get the drums ready um, on Saturday. Uh, oh, it's going to be afternoon for me, so it's perfect timing for me. It's 5 p.m., so... Um, yeah. Um, yeah, so it's going to be nice for me. And, yeah, looking forward to it, to it with uh, you, Keith, um, who will bring the intellectual analysis yeah. on the game. Then there's me and Grizz who will be talking Thanks. about food. Thanks, Avi. Thanks, Avi. Uh, Thanks, Avi. Sing along. 
intellectual analysis. But yeah, football's can you remember? Football's coming home. Football. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Steve, home as well. yeah, yeah. This, this yeah. could be an amazing weekend <laughs> for Steve. It's either coming well. home or it's going to Rome. So it's one of the other. Yeah, exactly. it's one of the two. Yeah. It's only one letter out. It could be one letter <laughs> out. You know what I mean? <laughs> but um, but yeah, Steve, um, amazing to come on, mate. Obviously, we're going to try and get you on more Pleasure. often as Pleasure. the season goes on as well. And um, it could be. Let's hope this final is better than the last final uh, he was involved in. And, you know, this one works out. It could be an amazing weekend. You could be in right form for the next big six. Fucking hell, it's going to be chaos. But listen, really nice of you to come on, man. Nice one. Appreciate Appreciate that. Appreciate it. And that's all, guys. I think what we got tomorrow, have we got, we've got, have we got anything tomorrow? We've got the uh, the European pod, the last one. Um, the last one in the Chris European Brack. pod series. Are Chris. you on that one, have you now? No, it'll only be, I think, Callum and Chris tomorrow um, yeah. going over Madrid uh, 2019. So, Oh, yeah, finally, a, finally, one. finally, the big one that we won. So that should be good. Yeah, be then good we've one. got the brilliant watch along. I can't wait uh, with, our, with, the, with, the, with the Samba boys. Yeah. And the Yaji's on on Saturday, stroke Sunday, wherever you, wherever you are in the world. Yeah, uh, and then we'll have it next week, and then we'll get into our format and f- what we got lined up next week. But from everyone here today, and 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 everyone who's been watching, please like the stream on your way out. Um, and we really, really appreciate your company tonight. Peace out, everyone. Thank you. Sports Social Podcast Network.